Greeting Earthlings, we have now taken over your radio. Welcome to Jayhawk Talk Radio on 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert. Normally, you can hear me weekdays from 10 to 2 on Cody and Gold right here on 610 Sports Radio. Joining me in studio is Andrew Payne. Andrew, where would you say you can normally be found? What would you say is your home address? My home address would probably be in the uh, as an insurance lawyer, but today I am a Jayhawk radio host, at least for the evening. Uh, and Nick, I'm looking outside here, and I'm seeing it's a nice, sunny day. No, wrong. It's cold. 80 degrees. No, it's not. It's cold. It's dreary. There's a light drizzle outside the window. You're right. As a Jayhawk fan, tonight, tonight, today is is not, you're not feeling good. It's it's pretty dark and cloudy. So that's, that's how we're feeling today. Hopefully we get out of this funk. I also want to kick it to Kevin, the other co-host of the, the Jayhawk Talk podcast, but now on Jayhawk Talk Radio. Kevin is coming to us from an undisclosed location. Kevin, are you there? I am undisclosed location deep, deep in the heart of enemy territory, and that is West Des Moines, Iowa. Are you on some <laughs> Look, sort of the... spiritual journey, Kevin? Is that what these losses have led you to? It, it led me to something, and I think it was more uh, the bottoms of several drinks last night. But I I know this. Uh, I wish I was there with you guys. Uh, this is the only show I'm going to be uh, outside of the Jayhawk Talk studios, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back, but I'm glad to be here tonight. It's going to be a fun show. Hopefully, during your time in Des Moines, you find some answers here, because we've got an issue on our hands. This is only the second episode of Jayhawk Talk Radio that we've ever done, and since we first took the airwaves one week ago to this very moment, the Jayhawks are 0-2. I'm not a superstitious person. I am a little stitious, and there's part of me that says we just end this thing right now because I don't know if I can handle another week of this. You're right. I'm not superstitious for anything except for for Kansas basketball, and that's a big part. So maybe we need to just take this thing back to a podcast, or maybe we just go further and go stand out on the corner of 95th and Metcalf and just scream about defensive efficiency ratings in Big 12 play. I don't hate the idea. But no. I, I actually, I want to take it back to a, a much simpler time. Over a decade ago, mm. one of the most infamous sort of fables of Kansas basketball history, I don't know if it's technically a fable, but the players only meeting at Henry T's circa 2008, led by Darnell Jackson, Mario Chalmers, Darrell Arthur. We know how that season ended after the players only meeting. Can we do some sort of players only meeting? Would it be justified to do that today here, given the fact that KU's now lost two straight games by double digits? That's right. That's what we're going to do. We're going to do a fans only meeting. That's right. If you are a basketball coach, if you are a coach of the Kansas Jayhawks, you are not allowed to participate in this next. If you are a player, you're not allowed. This is a (laughs) fans only. Only meeting. Let's all pretend like we're eating chicken tenders at Henry T's, uh, and this is how it's going to work. We are going to set a timer for three minutes, and we are going to get everything negative out of our system, air your negativity, air your grievances, get it all out, but we're only going to do it for three minutes, and then we're going to put it away, and we're going to move on. So, do we have a timer ready? Yes, I've got the timer ready for three minutes. In three minutes, 
you will hear a buzzer. At that moment, it is time to let go of all your grievances, and it's time for us to move on. Okay, Kevin, when you start talking, the, the clock will start. So, Kevin, you go first. I, for one, am frustrated to see such a flat effort in such a big spot coming off a loss. We thought it was going to come back. We controlled our destiny, and we came out flat. The sky is falling. Literally, the sky is falling for this team. Oh, wait, it's not the sky. It's a basketball that's falling from the air and it's hitting us on the head because we're not getting the rebound. And the other team, specifically TCU or Baylor, is getting that board and putting it back in the hole. We have two games left in the regular season, and somehow we are no closer to solidifying this rotation than we were two months ago. I have no idea how you are still in a situation where you're playing three point guards and all four big guys having no idea who is ahead of who in the pecking order. The NCAA tournament starts in two weeks, and I don't know what this team's best lineup is. Self waited way too long to get the bench real time, real game, real leverage experience. And the bigs? It took 30, gosh darn, minutes to get Zach Clements in the game. And what do you expect when you put Zach Clements in the game that late? Why he gets hacked in the face. When you have three point guards, you have no point guards. Who is the point guard for this team? Everyone tells me Dwan Harris is, oh, he does the small things. He does the little things. I don't see it. I don't see it. It's not in front of my eyes. I want to see points. Everybody wants to tell me that this team has tired legs. Oh, they've been playing so much. Four games in eight days. Well, they haven't played all four of them yet. They've only played two games. And a Saturday to Tuesday turnaround, guess what? Everybody else in the Big 12 has been doing it too. I don't get why KU's the only team that's tired. I don't get why Baylor and TCU get to play above the rim. Meanwhile, KU's the one who's fatigued. Isn't, every, isn't everybody playing the exact same schedule? Yes. And we know one thing by now. Ochai has to be good for this team to be good, and one of nine from two-point range ain't good. Dave knows how to dunk. Dave knows how to dunk. Dave has dunked before. Why doesn't Dave dunk? Dave (laughs) needs to know how to dunk. Come on, Dave. Just dunk. There's a virus on the rim. Okay, there we go. That is an incredibly loud buzzer, but that means we're done. It's over. It's over. Okay, everybody take a deep breath. We're, we're done with that segment. We've got it all out of our system. We just, it's some, it's some catharsis. It's getting it out of our system. And now we're going to take a break. And we're going to do something different. We're going to do a little bit of Jayhawk meditation. We've done this in the past on our podcast. And now we're taking it to the radio show where when we are in a slump, when we are in need of a boost, we go through this meditation. Does this work? No. <laughs> it might work. It might work. I don't know. Uh, but this is, it's, it's three things. It's a mantra of relax, find inspiration, and get excited. So we'll start with relax. I want to I take the relax part. And I just want to say everybody needs to relax. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. Take a break from Twitter. That will help you relax. Just get off Twitter because it's not going to help your mental state with this team. Go get you something that reminds you of greatness. If you're in Lawrence, go get yourself some Jefferson's Wings. Not a sponsor. Bill Self <laughs> has only been swept by a team in the Big 12 in Big 12 play in his 19 seasons twice. So that bodes well for TCU tomorrow. And he's never lost a senior night game that's Texas on Saturday. So we're good. So just relax. All right, so then when you're done relaxing, it's time to find inspiration. It's very hard to find it. I know that KU's 0-2 since Jayhawk Talk Radio first began, but 24 hours before that, KU hung 100 
on Kansas State. I know that it looked ugly against Baylor on Saturday. Remember what happened the first time around when Baylor came into Lawrence? Go back to the Mizzou game. There are plenty of examples to see what this team can play like when they're at their best. Maybe they haven't shown it over the past seven days, but they're in there somewhere, hiding, waiting for the proper opportunity to step up and show you once again that they can be the best team in the country. This team can dunk the ball. This team can shoot the ball. They can rebound the ball. Go look at Bill Self's resume. Look at his Wikipedia page. Take a look and see what happens. They win the Big 12. They win lots of games. They play deep into the tournament. There's your inspiration. And folks, it's time to get excited. Look, us being on the radio has nothing to do with an 0-2 start. It's <laughs> Russia's fault. And if it's not Russia's fault, it's Texas's fault. Because we're 0-4 in Texas. Good news. We're not going to play in Texas any more times the rest of the regular season or in the Big 12 Conference. Self is 116. I'm sorry, 107 and 16 following a loss at KU. As Andrew mentioned, season sweeps are rare. And I'm going to steal this from our guy Jesse Newell. He said we're going to a Final Four. All right. I just wrote, I read his article. It said we're going to a Final Four. Okay, maybe that's not what it said. But what he was trying to do was to compare this team and the 2018 team. And basically, for the, you know, the stat nerd people, we're the exact same team. Adjusted efficiency, both ninth. Adjusted offense, we're fifth and fourth in the two years. Adjusted defense, 47th and 40th. These are Ken Palm numbers. All I know is... Jesse Newell said we're going to a Final Four, and I chose Jesse Newell. A 29-game sample size is better than a one-game sample size, a two-game sample size, and I'm going to be perspective guy here. We are likely, likely to finish, based on, you know, whatever projections, we're likely to finish 25-6 and six and 14-4 and four with a share of the Big 12 title in the toughest conference we've maybe had in a, in, at least in a long time. March is all about stars and starters we have a star we have five great starters we don't need anything else this team is ready well they have five starters i feel better yeah they do i feel better too this is this was good we just needed to, everybody needs to relax we got it out of our system at the beginning relax find inspiration and you know what two games left in the big 12 get excited this team is good and they actually are good we've seen it i like it I feel good going into the rest of the show. I think we can continue the show. There feels like there's been a weight lifted off my shoulders, and that's right. We still have a lot to get to. There's still two games left in the regular season. The Big 12 tournament starts next week right here in Kansas City, so perspective is always required. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio, and with Senior Night on Saturday, we address the question that everybody's asking. What's the number one moment of the Jalen Coleman lands era at Kansas? That next. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio on 610 Sports Radio. I am Nick Schwert with Andrew Payne, Kevin Meckley, Chris Unocero. Thanks for hanging out with us. we got some Big 12 hardware to hand out coming up in a bit, but only two games left on the slate and senior night. In the fog on Saturday. How many seniors do we have on the team this year, Andrew? Well, that's a good question. Do we have seniors or do we have super seniors? And there is a difference. And so we're going to go through these guys. um, And and 
when we talk about super seniors, we're talking about the guys who got the extra COVID year. So I think we've got guys potentially of up to six guys who are going to give speeches. And if it's anything like the Wayne Simeon speech back in the day, we may get out of there at 3, 4 a.m. It's going to be it's going to be a long, a, a long night. But, you know, we're going to talk about these super seniors. And these are the guys who had the extra year. So they absolutely have to give a speech, and we want to start off with most importantly, Kevin, I want, I want you to get your take on this. Chris Tian, most important super senior, does he finally get a start? Or here's a better question, over under 30 seconds for Chris Tian in this game against <laughs> Texas. I'm going to take the over. I think the over is safe. Uh, Chris Tian has found his way into a, a small list of – just beloved walk-ons and it is a small list like ones that you will remember forever and he's i think he's he's crossed the rubric he's on the list now of the top five or six that everyone will sort of remember for the next decade or 10 years 20 years whatever uh so yeah i think he gets a minute i think he takes a shot and i hope he makes it you know i I'm thinking back to just famous bench warmers or famous walk-ons famous invited walk-ons. john Kreider. Sure. Yeah. CB McGrath. You know, you think of Mark Titus for Ohio State, like made a career out of that that personality. There's got to be a list of things that when you become a walk-on, things you could do to improve your stature. And I think that Chris Tian did did everything right. You know, to propel himself. Aesthetics. Into, it's all right. aesthetics. He could get an. And I mean, if this was several years ago, he could get an NIL deal and be you know Chris Tian, the the face of whatever. Here's a couple things. You've got to be related to somebody. You've got you got to have a story that's already mapped out. So he has his brother Connor. I mean, if you think back, Tyler Self related. All these guys have a story that's already built in. Like you don't need to know anything more about them. And then you have to have a look. It doesn't have to be a good look. You just have to look distinct. And Chris Tian, you know, certainly he's got the red hair. That's got that goes a long way. However, made the choice to go with the mullet. Has the look. This is the ultimate. And it can shoot three pointers. So if you can do one thing really well, that then there you go. Christian, he did it all. Kevin, are we sure that Mitch Lightfoot hasn't already given a senior speech? I don't think anybody could be expected to remember all of the different senior nights that Mitch Lightfoot's been a part of. Nobody has a memory that robust. But part of me thinks that he may have given a senior speech or two slipped in somewhere. Yeah, all I know is. I will be. I, I will have a little tear in my eye for Mitch uh, leaving on senior night, mostly because I think Mitch and I got a little connection with the, with the with the No Easy Buckets song that I wrote about him. Uh, I, I remember. And we'll have to maybe we'll we'll play a, a bit of that at some point on on the way out here of the of the season. But he, I, we we posted it to the podcast as a joke. The whole thing was a joke, and literally a minute after the podcast posted uh or maybe it was, we'll give it 10 minutes he had gone into the podcast listened to the song and said can you send me the mp3 dm'd me like 10 minutes after the podcast posted he loved it so me and mitch i think i think me and mitch got a connection i i'm, I'm not taking any of the mitch hate mitch is my guy it will be sad to see mitch leave i uh, just want to give you a little note here mitch committed to kansas on october 24th 2015 that was part of the same class as uh, Josh Jackson and Doak. That was in the second Obama administration, the mm-hmm. second Obama term. That's, that's several presidents ago. Uh, but Mitch, sorry to see you go. I really am. I enjoyed having Mitch around. We probably had 
you know, when he committed, he, he was like this, oh, we got this guy at Arizona. He's going to be great. And he was good. And he was good, and we were glad to have him. Um, but let's talk about a couple other guys. Uh, Nick, Remy, I just have a question for you. This this is Remy's last game in Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. We haven't seen a whole lot of Remy in Allen Fieldhouse. However, I want to ask you the question about Remy. Is Remy's best game for KU behind him or ahead of him? I think his best game, I don't care about statistics because I know that he had some more impressive marks when he was, you know, averaging 10 plus points per game in non-con because those don't matter. We never talk about non-con games at the end of the season. So with that being said, I think simply by default, because of the fact that he's done virtually nothing for this team in conference play, I think his best game is ahead of him. I'm not convinced that Remy's going to carve out a role or even be one of KU's five best players, but the hope at this point is that Remy can have one game where he makes a couple of big buckets and helps, you know, use his shot making ability to propel your team to a win. You know, he is a big time player. Maybe he can make a big time play in a big time game. Kevin JCL, same question. Is his best game ahead of him or behind him? You're up in Iowa. You have the, the Iowa state connection. Any, any uh, info coming from that saying up there? What are they? What's the info? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the people here actually talk a whole lot more about Joe Yesifu ah, uh, than they do wow, JCL, okay. as you might expect. But look, they I, I'll say this. I think it's ahead of him. I think he's going to come in during a tournament game, and he's going to get his obligatory like four minutes. But he's going to heat check. He's going to make one, and then he's going to heat check the next time down and make that one. And then he's going to heat check and make that one. And then he's going to lead us to a tournament victory as a result of that. He's going to just keep heat checking and keep making. He's going to make like three or four in a row. That will be his best game as a Jayhawk, just given the uh, given the stakes. All right, I love it. Uh, I want to get to the big hitters here. Uh, David McCormick is the first one I want to talk about. And the question that we had this week, and I think a lot of people in Jayhawk Nation had, is can Dave come back? And I think we've got enough enough lawyers in the room and enough brain trust on Twitter to figure out that yes. Dave can come back next year, but different than this year, his scholarship will count, whereas this year the Super Seniors did not. So we've heard on Twitter, <laughs> which is not real life, that he will be giving a speech it's better on better than real life. Right. right. He, he will be giving a speech on Saturday. That is not confirmed. Um, but Dave does have the option of coming back this year. I'm I'm not sure. Kevin, Nick, what do you think? Does should what do you think about Dave? Is it time for him to move on? I mean, he's he's at that point in his career where he wouldn't need to come back. But is is this a thing where he would? I think it would actually benefit both parties. It would behoove both parties, both KU and Dave, for Dave to move on. With with KU, you don't want there to become a a sort of a cog, right? Or you don't want there to become a clog. You you want to keep keep that that rotation moving. Get Zach Clemens more minutes. You've got some guys coming in, and for Dave. Go start your professional career. It's probably not going to be in the NBA. No spoilers. But uh, <laughs> that guy can play for a long time overseas. He's big enough. There's going to be a team that's going to want to pay him money to rebound the basketball. Hopefully, he can, or, you know, offensively anyway. Defensively, maybe got some work to do. Uh, oh, Kevin, I want to kick it to you. Let's talk about Ochai. Uh, the mock drafts have him basically between 10 and 14. We're talking late lottery. Uh, this is a guy who came a long way. So when he gives his speech on Saturday, what is a a lasting memory that you'll have or lasting thought you'll have on Ochai? I I still think that he's had one of the best and quietest awesome seasons of all time at KU. 
it just feels quiet to me. I don't know why. I, maybe maybe it's an expectation thing. Maybe it's a you know where he came in thing. Maybe it's just he he doesn't seem to get the same buzz as some of the other you know national guys on on watch lists and all that sort of stuff. He's just sort of there and consistent. But I, I, all I know is I will remember him, and I think it's going to take some perspective after the season is done to look back and just start to stack it up against the greats uh, at the University of Kansas. And I, there's a very, 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 very high likelihood that dude is going to have his jersey in the rafters. And that's, that's, that's what's up. That's, that's when you've met the Holy Grail. No, I think, yeah, I think it's almost a guarantee that he's going to have his jersey. If he ends up being a first-team All-American or the Big 12 Player of the Year, then I think you're absolutely right. So those are the guys that we know are playing their last game in Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. Then there are some maybes. Christian Brown is a guy who I feel like is in a very similar situation to the one Ochai found himself in last year, where you could convince yourself that this guy's ready to go pro. Maybe he'll be back for another season. Maybe he'll go test the waters, but... Like Ochai, if he has a big offseason, I could see him coming back and being one of the premier players in the country. You know, I want to point out to that C.J. Moore article, and Nick, I know you talked to C.J. about this. Incredible article at The Athletic talking about Ochai going through that pre-draft process where we kind of knew him as this this humble guy who, who took the approach the right way, but really going through that process set him up for success for this year and showed him what he needed to do. And as I was reading that, the only thing that, I, that really stuck out was what CB would get out of that. He should go through that same process too. And if he, if he gets to the point where he's going to get drafted after that, great. But he would benefit immensely by going through that same process as Ochai, coming back, seeing what you have to do to be a pro, and then showing that on the team next year. Kevin, do you think there's a conversation to be had about Jalen Wilson? Because he's a guy who did test the waters last year. And if we're using history as an indicator, guys who test the waters once usually test the waters again. Yeah, there's no reason not to test the waters. But, you know, you look at at Jalen's season, but we've we've talked about it a hundred times. The guy has got a ton of tools, uh, but there are some things that he can improve on. And we've seen certainly some growth this season, but... I, I think it's kind of one of those things you look down and you see a guy test the waters and then test the waters again. And then who knows, maybe test the waters again. It becomes like a, I don't know if this is true, but maybe a little stigma. Is he like, you know, just a fringe, you know, non-NBA talent? I don't think that's true, but it makes you wonder a little bit. If he's going to test it again and get similar feedback, does he bounce? Uh, right now he's not on any draft boards that I've seen, but that doesn't mean that he can't go and go, you know, G league or whatever goes to developmental league and, and, or, or wherever, wherever else he's got opportunities if he wants to, I hope he comes back though. All right. Before we go to break guys, because there are so many seniors, we got, we all got things to do. You can't be hanging around for two plus hours after the game. The, The senior night speeches can't last longer than the game itself. So if I'm Bill Self, Tell me if this is crazy. I'm instituting a policy where the length of your speech is correlated to how many years you have spent at Ooh, Kansas. So okay. Mitch Lightfoot gets 45 minutes, whereas Remy Martin and JCL, they only get 10 minutes a pop. I like that. that that's got to be the way, because I just want to hear Mitch talk. Let's just I just want to hear Mitch talk. Mitch can talk about whatever he wants to talk about. He can talk about his time at KU, but maybe if he wants to talk about what he had for lunch that day, I, want, I would listen to what Mitch would have to say. Here's, here, here's a hot take. 
you know how in the academies or whatever they start playing music when it's time to go? We should have the the, the band be ready <laughs> to just start playing a song when it start real start real quiet, you know, and then start leading it up. <laughs> time to wrap it up. Time to wrap it up, Remy. Well, it's time to wrap up this segment as well. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio. And coming up next, the State of the Union is yesterday's news. We give you the State of the Big 12 by way of President Mackley. Jayhawk Talk Radio, a KU show by the fans, for the fans, on 610 Sports Radio. to Jayhawk Talk Radio on 610 Sports Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. I am Nick Schwert, Chris Unocero with us as well. If you'd like to call or text the show, hit us up on the Jay's Southland Tow Service text line 913-576-7610. Kevin's about to give us his state of the Big 12 here with just a couple of games left, only one game for some teams. We are going to hand out some hardware, some individual awards coming up later this segment, but I've got actually one that I have to give out right now most likely to be in the concussion protocol. And the winner is Zach Clements because Bill Self has just oh, announced that Zach Clements is in the concussion protocol. Heard it here second on Jayhawk Talk Radio. <laughs> I think we're going up against Hawk Talk on the other station. So uh, for those of you who are listening to the more important station tonight, uh, the more important show, yeah, we did learn that Zach Clements was, is in the concussion protocol. Obviously, we saw, uh, saw the blood coming down his face yesterday, did not come back into the game, which is a shame because he, in those you know swift 90 seconds he was in, looked like a beast. He did, and it was sad that we didn't get to see more of him. Kevin, I know this is startling news for you because everybody wants to see a little bit more of the Stallion. I've call, I've heard him called the Clydesdale. I've heard him called Big Perm. You doing okay up there, Kevin? This is very sad news. I hope he, obviously, swift recovery. Hopefully he's able to get through it quickly. I'm trying to decide if that has any bearing on the rankings that I'm about to give. Oh, uh, so let, let me let me give that a 10-second thought, and I'll, I'll, I'll tee this up. <laughs> so if you've been following on Twitter, I started the literally the dumbest bit ever and started ranking daily Big 12 teams with magnets. I just throw them on a metal trash can in my office every day and film it and tell people what the latest rankings are. What you don't know is that these rankings literally change on the hour, maybe on the minute, just based on new info like this. Or usually simply just my own impulse. So, uh, in fact, I think, guys, the rankings are changing right now as we speak. Oh, no. Here they are. This can't be good. All right. Ignore the rundown. I put the rankings in there. They've changed in the last 10 minutes, oh, boys. No. I'm going to throw the magnets right down. On I don't have a trash can, so I have to use the dishwasher in this hotel room. Ooh, and first dishwasher. up is Kansas. Oh. Kansas is number one. Even with the Zach Clemens news. Number three, I've had them number two, and I've had them number one since the game last night. I've moved them all over the place. This conversation, I think that first segment, really got me back to KU number one. Why? Because KU is going to win their final two games. They're going to be the one seed. The team above them, theoretically, should be Baylor, who I still can't get out of my head us beating by a 1,000 points. I know it was a different game. I know this one was more recent. I'm still leaving KU number one. Baylor number two, Tech number three. We're going to put Texas number four, but I had a tough time with TCU between those two. Why? Because TCU just beat us, and I feel like you know we should give them a higher ranking. They're five, moved Iowa State down to six, and then you can talk about Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, K-State, 
and West Virginia. You'll notice K-State is nine mm. on that list. Okay, Andrew, we just heard Kevin's newly released trash can rankings. Initial impressions. It's very surprising in the middle. Uh, I'm surprised you put KU number one. I think we got to prove it. I would put us two and say, prove it. You've got two games to prove it. You win the next two, you get the one seed. Uh, you get to the one, one seed in the Big 12 tournament anyway. Uh, I think we do have to prove it. But, Kevin, I, I do like your faith in us that our show encouraged you to put them number one. What do you yeah, think? It, it's it's one of these things, and I'm usually not the, the crimson and blue colored glasses. You know me. I'm not. Uh, but I could, I couldn't, you know, look, you, you can make the argument for Baylor. You can even make the argument for tech, but you can also make the argument for KU. Like it's not crazy. And I just, I think we're going to win our last two games. I think we're going to win them by double digits. And I think we're going to rightly be the one seed in the big 12 tournament. And who should be number one in the trash can rankings update? If that's true, it should be the university of Kansas. Listen, Kevin, here's what I want to do. I want to take your trash can rankings and then I would like to throw them into another trash can because here's the here's the issue I have with you putting Kansas number one complacency all right would they need a tough-minded coach they looked so soft against TCU even more soft than they looked against Baylor three nights before that two nights before that whatever the math checks out to be you can't put KU number one this team needs to prove it they need to earn it tough love where is the tough love for Kansas I don't know how you can't be in, in the in the prove it mode of I need to see something a little more from you. The trash can I, rankings are, are are aspirational, right? They're, they're not necessarily. Oh, is this a predictive measure? Ooh, is this predictive? Is are it coming this, for Ken Palm? Or is it rewarding? Like, is this the body of work, or is this predictive? Gentlemen, it is whatever I feel like <laughs> putting on the trash can, <laughs> or the dishwasher in this case, <laughs> or the dishwasher. Uh, I do want to get into seeding for the Big 12 tournament, and it's kind of complicated because there's a lot of tiebreaker scenarios. Uh, we could be a one seed. We could be a two seed. We could even be a three seed. But right now, if we were to win the next two games, we would have uh, a tie with Baylor, for, for assuming Baylor wins against Iowa State on Saturday. We would have the tiebreaker because we would go head-to-head. However, if we were to tie with Texas Tech and Baylor, it would all we'd be in a three-way tie. I think we'd be the two seed in that because it's cumulative uh, uh, wins and losses versus those three teams. Does that make any sense? It doesn't really. I mean, I'm sure in in somebody with a, a larger mental capacity than myself, it does make sense. Kevin, you've got a you've got a big old brain there. Does that make sense to you? Do you see the scenario where Kansas could finish either first or third? Yeah, but it doesn't matter, boys. I just told you what's going to happen. That's right. If we want the one seed, just win, baby. Just win. Just win. That's all you got to do. We, we do have our destiny in our hands. We got to win. Uh, we've got some Big 12 awards. Yeah, so here's the deal, man. I don't like how there's so many different awards to be handed out. There's five or six National Player yeah. of the Year awards. That's too many. There should be one. There should just be the Jayhawk Talk Radio Awards. Those are the ones that matter, and we're going to get out in front of everybody else. Yeah, if you can't be the best, just be the first. That's right. It's like Coca-Cola. It's like it loses taste tests, but it's first, so it's the best. So here we are. We're going to give out some awards before the weekend awards come out. So uh, just kind of want to talk through all Big 12, your all Big 12 team. You know, if you go by the Ken Palm rankings, which kind of follow how it's going to work, you have Oshai, you have Brockington from Iowa State, Akinjo from Baylor, maybe CB, 
and, and then Timmy Allen from Texas. I think there's some other ones who yeah, deserve to be I up there. I hate that list. I hate that list. Who are the locks, Kevin? Who are the guys who, without a shadow of a doubt, are going to be first-team All-Big 12? Obviously, Ochai is going to be number one, without a, without a doubt. I think Brockington deserves it. Uh, but then I'm I'm willing to listen to things like Bryson Williams, who's not on the uh, on the list. I'm willing to listen to Nigel Pack. I think Nigel who's, Peck's a, close to a lock, is he not? Yeah, I, and I yeah. think Bryson Williams really should be on that list. I don't know how you keep him off. You know, he's the best player on a team that could end up being the one seed in the Big Twelve tournament, depending on how things shake out. There's there's a lot of guys to go around. I still think, like I said last week, I think that the all-Big 12 team should be determined based off of what you do in Big 12 play. If the Big 12 standings and the Big 12 champion is only determined based off of Big 12 play, then should not the all-Big 12 team be based solely off all-Big 12 play? And I think you guys know what I'm getting at here. Jalen Wilson, first team all-Big 12. <laughs> I, would, I would love that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think if, if we're going to get to, it's going to be CB as the other one. Wilson, that I shouldn't take anything away from Wilson. If I know the AP gives out a third team, he should be in the running for that, or maybe even get up on the second team, maybe. But you know, I love the way he's played, especially in February. Uh, this is a guy. That if we're gonna go far in March, it's gonna be because we're talking about Jalen Wilson doing some special things. Uh, a couple other things here. Yeah, uh, let's get to some superlatives. I want to go to maybe some more unique awards. Right. Who cares about player of the year? Probably Ochai. Coach of the that. year? Probably Mark Adams. Who cares? These are the awards that are more important. Uh, this is an award that we kind of had to come together to come up with the name for it, but it is the Scott Drew Schmuck Face of the Year Award. And just to peel the curtain back a little bit, we landed on Schmuck Face because we thought that was the funniest sounding award. It is pretty funny. It's, it's, a, fun, it's a funny sounding award. And it doesn't mean any offense, but it's, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It's that coach that just kind of gets under your skin a little bit. And you just, when you're watching the game, you're like, ah, that guy. I respect you, but I don't like you. Right. And so, obviously, Sky Drew has probably won this award, you know, 15 times out of his 19 seasons at Baylor. But I don't think that he's necessarily a lock for it this year. Uh, I think Chris Beard has maybe snuck up into that, where maybe his last year he'd be considered a serious coach, a guy that would not be eligible for this award. But I think he's crept in. Well, there's a reason why Scott Drew is the namesake of this award. I agree with you. Chris Beard becoming more unlikable by the day. But, Kevin, Bruce Weber, lifetime achievement, right? Because this could be the last time that he's actually eligible for this one. Yeah, and we've been doing these awards for, I don't know, eight, nine years, Andrew. It's it, it's coming back and forth a little bit between Beard and, and Weber. Uh, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, uh, to Drew and Weber. I think Weber should win it this year for the reason that you just stated. I think that he deserves it, first of all. He's, he's in the running. And it's a lifetime achievement thing. He can go give a long speech. He can get the proper send-off because I think we're done with Bruce Weber. You know, he's going to go out on top. If there's anything he's going to do here, he's going to go home with some hardware. All right, let's go through a couple more rapid fire. How about the Keaton Page Annoying White Guy Award? You know, you can look to other teams. Like maybe you point to Matthew Mayer just because you know he can shoot threes and he's got the, the weird hair. But I think the answer here is Christian Brown. I think we can't get past that, like that he has become that guy um, for all of the Big 12 play, and we need to recognize him for that. This is not necessarily a bad thing. Absolutely not. I, I think it's a, an honor 
to win this award, to be hated by the rest of the conference. And he is hated by the rest of the conference. And he deserves to be hated by the rest of the conference. But that's how he plays, and I'm not going to tell him to change his ways. Like, that's that's who CB is. Big 12 announcer of the year? I like Fran. I like Lance Blanks. <laughs> Kevin, you have, a, you have an announcer take? I'm a Boog guy. Give Boog. me Boog. Boog. Love Boog. I like Fran because he knows the people's names. I like Lance Blanks because he talks about Bill Self as if he's introducing him to the audience for the first time. Mm-hmm. And Boog? I like Boog because he's the just the most sincere and funny dude, and he quotes rounders on games. <laughs> so I think we relate a lot. And he's a big baseball guy, so he's probably going through it right now. This is Jayhawk Talk Radio on 610 Sports Radio. Please make sure your seatbelts are fashioned and fully secured. Kansas is taking us all on an emotional roller coaster. Let's go for a ride next. You're listening to Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne, and Nick Schwert on 610 Sports Radio. Wrapping things up here on a Wednesday night, Jayhawk Talk Radio with Kevin Meckley, Andrew Payne. I am Nick Schwer, Chris Unocero with us as well. Dusty Likens coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. Next Wednesday, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with Kansas State. We are all, who are we rooting for in this game on Saturday? I think we're we're probably rooting for K-State. If K-State wins... That means that we get to do the show next week at 6 o'clock. If they lose, they will be on the radio. They will be on the call at this time. So I think we want to do the show. We want to play K-State maybe the next day. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I'm going to root for Bruce. It's just, let's, let's really have him go out on top. All right. I want to do a little exercise here. We started the show with an exercise. I want to end the show with an exercise. I think we should all go around and say one thing we're excited about going into March because it's really easy after back-to-back losses, both by double digits, to be negative. One thing to be excited about, and then maybe one thing that maybe gives you a little bit of pause. Let's start with the good side. One thing to be excited about, I'll tell you right now, look around college basketball. Who is the great presiding force over this sport? There is no Gonzaga or Baylor from last year. There's just a bunch of teams that all have equally good chances of winning the tournament. I think KU's in that group. I'm going to go around. I'm going to say Ochai. I want to see Ochai in March. It's exciting to have a superstar player play in March. And we haven't had a player like this in a long time. Uh, You can maybe say Frank Mason. You can maybe say Wayne Simeon. But this is a special player, player who plays at the wing, who gets the buckets for us. I want to see Ochai in March. I'm excited. And I'm excited we haven't really put it all together and shown a true ceiling basketball game. You could argue maybe Baylor at home, but a true ceiling basketball game on both ends. It hasn't happened. I still think it's in there somewhere. I am scared of the fact that KU has three guards and Bill Self doesn't really seem to believe in any of them. I feel like that was the number one priority last offseason, and they wanted to get more explosive. They wanted to get more athletic. They did that, but those guys, Remy and Joe, are playing ancillary roles for this team. I would I would like to see that backcourt rotation rounded out a little more than it is right now as we're in the second day of March. I'm scared of Dave's foot. We have a long and prolific history of having big guys get hurt around the Big 12 tournament and even into uh, the NCAA tournament. You can go back to to Dave in the past. Doak never played in the Big 12 tournament. You have Joel Embiid getting hurt. So we struggle with injuries with our big guys in March. I'm, I'm scared of the foot. 
And I said that I was excited. We still haven't really put it all together and shown ceiling basketball. Well, guess what? I'm scared also that we still haven't really put it all together and shown ceiling basketball. It is March. It is time. Yeah, it is time. It is March. The time to sleep is in May or even the second weekend of April. But I don't want to go into the future. Let's live in the moment. Actually, no, I want to live in the past. I don't know what Abraham Lincoln had a quote about the past, but we're not here to talk about Abraham Lincoln. We're here to talk about the Jayhawks because this is Jayhawk Talk Radio. Let's step into the Jayhawk Talk time machine. If you could go back in time and change one thing, one decision about this season, Kevin, we'll start with you. What would you change? If there's one thing you could say about this team, it's that they need – to play above the rim just a little bit more. I'm so, I'm I, I'm a with you, Nick. Like we saw TCU and Texas playing above the rim. All of a sudden, we are an unathletic team. We're getting beat up by athletic teams. Here's what I want to do. I want to go back in time to the beginning of the season, and I want everyone to get woken up in the middle of the night at their nice new dorm. You know, out, and, and and here's who's waking them up. You got Kenny Gregory. Darren Hancock, you got mm. Jeff Graves, mm. you got Wayne Selden. I see where you're going. You got Thomas Robinson. Okay. You got Alonzo Jamison. You got J.R. Giddens. You got dudes that could dunk, and they're all going to wake them up and take them down to Allen Fieldhouse and say, boys, we're going to do dunking lessons until you can all dunk with the right authority and the right way that Kansas basketball requires. That's what I wish I would have seen. Because I want to see Dave McCormick dunk the dang, golf, dang ball. And and everybody else, too. I mean, CB might be our best in-game dunker. That's crazy. I just got one quick one. It's just about the Dayton game. I, the Dayton game still makes me mad. I, I think we just have a better play call for the last play of the Dayton game. And that's all. That's all. I think the rest of it are lessons that we need to learn to be successful in March. But the Dayton game just bugs me. So better play call. I wish that in the offseason, we, we, you referenced the C.J. Moore piece, I wish that when Ochai Abaji went to work out with Damian Lillard's trainer, even if he wouldn't have gotten the invite, because it sounds like Ochai got a, had a really tough time getting the invite to work out with Damian Lillard, I wish he would have just stuffed Christian Brown in like his <laughs> duffel bag. So Christian could have went there and learned how to revamp his shot because I, I, I'm getting a little tired of seeing Christian pass up those open looks. It seems like he's a... He's a a step slow, and maybe that'll happen next offseason, but I wish it would have happened this past offseason. He needs to be a killer. He needs to learn how to be a killer. He does learn. need to learn how to be a killer. Guys, episode two in the books. Let's hope that week two of Jayhawk Talk Radio is more fruitful and brings more wins than week one did. Kevin, we good? Always. This has been Jayhawk Talk Radio with Andrew Payne, Kevin Mechley. I'm Nick Schwert. Hopefully, we'll be back next Wednesday. If they go 0-2, nothing's guaranteed. At that point, 0-4, for 4, I'm not liking our chances. And hopefully, K-State not playing in that 8-9 game. If they do, then you can hear us on Thursday. Unless KU's playing at 6 o'clock, at which point your guess is as good as ours. This has been fun. Dusty Likens, Chris Unocero, coming up next on 610 Sports Radio.